Hey there, horror fans, Evil Eddie here. Hey, if you happen to browse your way through and you like what you hear, please hit subscribe, leave us a five-star review. You listeners are what keep us able to continue doing this. And if you haven't already, follow us on all platforms of social media, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And also, we welcome your feedback and suggestions. Hit us up at 66.6zahara at gmail.com. We look forward to hearing from you, so listen up and stay scary. <laughs> Time for 66.6 The Horror. Welcome, all you lovely ladies and gentlemen, to the podcast where we address, stress, and obsess over everything there is horror. I am Lynn Leatherface, your host for today's episode, and alongside me, my lovely but creepy co-host, Hell's Hooligan and Evil Eddie. <laughs> What's up, you cheesy old cornballs? <laughs> Uh-oh. You're Uh-oh. such a gross-out. Oh. If, you know, if you know what that's from, then you know what we're going to be talking about today, or at least part of it. I mean, WT fuck are you talking about? It is WT fuck. WT fuck! <laughs> <laughs> so it's our episode where we're going to talk about movies, horror movies, that just kind of leave you like... What the fuck? What the fuck, dude? You know? Yeah. They kind of don't really, they maybe they, they kind of cross genre. They don't really fall into a category. Or they just were like, imagine to me, it's like, imagine pitching this script to someone, right? This You got to go in there and this is the, what the movie's about. It's like, it's sometimes a hard sell. And even for horror movies, right? Because as we know, that's where the creativity in the film industry is. And it's in the horror movies. Really? These, and these are all horror movies that we chose. I mean, they are right. weird yeah. and wacky and fucked up, but they are horror-esque. Would I would say mean, they... that I've probably seen weirder movies, but yeah. I do think what I love about these movies that we chose is that they borderline, they're horror, but they kind of tip Little teeter-totter. Outside of one, I would say one's just straight up fucking horror. Yeah, the other two, you're like, I don't know what I'm watching, really. But that's okay, yeah, though. Yeah. That's that's why, we, that's why we do this, because as we know, guys, the reach of horror goes well beyond just your everyday slasher. What are we talking about? Which well, movies are we well, covering? Okay, so let, let's go around here. I'll start with the one that I chose. I chose to talk about Banana Splits, the movie, 2019. So that's the movie I chose. Uh, what do you got, Hooligan? Well, I chose the Rocky Horror Picture Show. Ooh, good one. Yeah. What uh, about you, Evil Eddie? Yeah, I chose... Uh, 2016 classic, The Greasy Strangler. Yeah, classic for sure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I think it's fucking classic, you know? Well, sh- not yet. Okay, fine. We'll, we'll get there. All we'll right. get there. All right, guys, so uh, what do you say we head to the squared circle and... Uh, you you want to go to the main event? Let's go to the main event. Motherfucker, let's do it. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, introducing your hosts for 66 points Evil! 
And we're back. Officially. Yeah, we, we've entered we've entered the realm of WT fuck. Oh, that sounds like a wrestling federation. Ooh, it does. Yeah. Man, God bless. I'd miss good wrestling. I did too. You too. and I need to do our own wrestling podcast. Fuck this guy. He don't know. Yeah. What, <laughs> what do you think I don't know about wrestling? And, and then you and I can do a video game thing. Because, you know, he's a, he, didn't, he didn't play video game. He didn't really like them. We could do something like that. Yeah, we could. All right. We'll figure it out. Yeah. Stay tuned, guys. That's what it's all about here. We got all kinds of cool stuff we're doing. Yeah. So what do you say we do what we normally do? Let's go to the video store and check out a tape and uh, talk about it. Yeah, where are we going? It, well, th- this video store particularly is called Time Warp Video, which I, I've heard great things about. I hear it's the place to go to find just weird movies. Some WTFers. Right. I don't know how to get there. I heard it was just like a, a, a jump to the left. Yes. And then a step to the right. To the step to the right. Do you just put your hands on your hips? Uh-huh. And put your knees in tight? Right. Okay. That, I, just, that, I didn't know that for sure, but I'd heard that. Well, unless you're, unless, depending on if you're on Google Maps or Waze. Right. It'll have two different directions. Real quick before we get there, do you have, absolutely have to do a pelvic thrust? It's that yeah. that was in both, yeah. that was in both sets of directions. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I I just wanted to clarify before yeah. we get there. Okay. Well, let's yeah. go on in and check it out. Right. Mm-hmm. Here we go. Sounds good. Ah, this place is interesting. Hmm. All these video stores we visit are quite interesting places. Right? Yeah. I know, dude. This is like a nuts one. Yeah. Do you look at this guy over here? Oh, on the counter. Excuse me, sir. Yells. Hi, um, we are looking for a video. Can I give us something, uh, shock us a little bit? Not, not, don't give us a shock. No, don't but, do uh, that. Don't, don't do that. That by all means. No, we, yeah. we want something that's kind of, mm. oh, it sounds like he's about to say something. I don't know. Or he's constipated. I don't mm. know. You all three look pretty groovy. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Might I recommend a movie called The Banana Splits? Is that based off the uh, old television show that no one's fucking heard of? <laughs> Absolutely. Oh yeah, yeah. We'll take it. Yeah, yeah. It sounds sounds weird. You seem weird, but kind of cool. I don't know what's going on with you. Rocky. Oh, Mister like Balboa. <laughs> no. Oh, God, my voice went really high. Balboa. Balboa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Banana splits. We'll take the tape. Well, uh, have Evil Eddie read the motherfucking back before we just bounce out of here. Know my name because I'm Hell's Hooligan. <laughs> <laughs> the other guy is not me. I think, doing... I think it's more of a knock of your Frankenfurter voice. Me? <laughs> <laughs> I think he's taking a dig. <laughs> That's All right, okay. just read the fucking uh, movie, man. Yeah, Let's that. do tell, it. Tell us what this movie claims it has to offer. Nine-year-old Harley and his family attend a taping of his favorite variety kids show, The Banana Splits. Unaware that his eponymous animatronic rock band just learned their show has been canceled, and the band's not gonna let that happen. As the Banana Splits break from their programming and wreak havoc all over the soundstage, the body count rises. Harley, his mom, and their new pals must escape the splits or remain their audience forever. Okay. Uh, okay. Yeah. Look, I don't. Yeah. Cool. It All doesn't. Right. It. It doesn't. No. It's interesting because, like, it, for me, it looks like it's something different, right? I mean, I've never heard of the Banana Split TV show. They mention that here in the plot. Um, it, it sounds like. I don't know. It doesn't leave a lot there for you. 
right? My dude, I have never heard of the TV show. I'm not going to lie to you. No, I uh, this cover looks real interesting, though. Uh-huh. I mean, I, yeah. I don't know, man. I, I, I'm intrigued to watch. I, I like the cover. The guy's got the, uh, and I can't remember which split that is, but he's got the big axe. Huge, huge axe. Big old yeah, axe. Yeah, dude, there. It, and, looks, uh, it looks creepy. I think as movies get newer, they say so little. They don't really put a whole lot of uh, summary into the back of the box. Not creatively, at least. Not. It's just very meat and potatoes, which is which is fine, but it doesn't do anything to make me want to watch it more. No, and it just kind of hands it over. It's like it's like um, it's kind of going down the the buffet line and just slopping some some green beans and mashed potatoes on your plate, saying next, yeah. you know. It's like, hey, lunch lady, just uh, give give me a recommendation. Give me a horror movie, lunch lady. Right. It's not like going to Luby's and saying, I'll take the Luan platter, and you have your choice of a fish or some other weird meat or meatloaf. Or, you know what I mean? It's not, There's no options here. It's just basically, here's what you got. Okay, sure. so let me ask you this, guys. What do you think? Thumbs up, thumbs down. No, I'll, I'll give it a thumbs up. Okay. Yeah, I give it a thumbs up. Okay. Uh, it's going to be a thumbs down for me. Wow. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I... <laughs> Threw you for a loop, eh? Yeah. Okay. You know what? I'm done with this episode. I gotta. <laughs> I'm out of here. No. Yeah. That is that is funny to me because this is the one that you chose. The one I recommended. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, Doctor Frankenfurter at Time Warp Video. Well, true. Recommended it. Of course. <laughs> of course. Like, let's be real here. Let's be real here. Who's that or a Steve Reeves movie? An old Steve Reeves. Which I probably would have rather watched instead of this one. Okay. So th- that that is funny to me that you chose this one and don't really like it. It's not that I don't. It's not that I don't like it. Um, you but know, you gave it a thumbs down. I gave it a thumbs down because I don't. Here's my thing. Uh, I, I think that there's a lot, lot to like about this movie. Okay. Um, I do think that it is a is a good time. I just kind of feel like, in my mind, there's there's something missing. There's something that's not really making this movie want me to come back and watch it, like, again and again. Like, we just had a conversation a second ago, like, what are you going to watch during October, man? And there, there's those movies, it's like, you know you're going to watch... You mean you're not going to put the Banana Splits movie into your 31 days of Halloween? Look, man, here's the thing. I've watched this movie now three times and liked it less and less each time uh, I watched okay. it. Really? Yeah. Okay. And so I, I, I think one of the things that maybe stands out to me is that they reveal that they're robots way too soon. And everyone knows that they're robots, and everyone's just okay with that. I think had they have made that the bigger reveal towards the middle of the end of the movie, it would have been more effective. But So for the listeners out there that haven't watched this movie, I mean, we basically we read off the synopsis off the back of the VHS. It didn't really specify the fact of what we're Not watching. You know, I'm, I want to interject for just one second. Because Please. when you recommended this movie, uh-huh. I had no fucking clue what to expect from this. Uh, yeah. In my in my head, it was a Banana Splits movie. I'm like, and I didn't even know that was a TV show back in the day. I, I never right, saw right. reruns or anything of it. So in my head, I was like, okay, is this like a, some kind of acid trip of a movie? Is that why it's a, a what the fuck or WT fuck type thing? Is it like, a, you know, some kind of fear and loathing in Las Vegas type thing? Right. Is it a slasher movie that like is disguised as a kid 
yeah. uh, mascot thing. I had no idea that mm-hmm. they were killer robots, and it gives it kind of this chopping mall feel. Well, it's funny oh. that you say that, because the writers, that was a big influence for them. Oh, really? You know, I, yeah. I had that written down in my notes that chopping mall and Maximum Overdrive were two movies that reminded me of this. And I love Man vs. Machine. You and I talked about this. Yeah. I love those I type yeah. of things. I just think that, to me, okay, things, uh, well, let's just go back for just a second, because there's not. I, it's not all is lost with this movie, and I don't, like, not like it. Um, I think some of the kills are great. I think the acting is really good. I think that yeah. the director made a, uh, a decision to... Her name is uh, Danishka Esterhazy, and she made a decision to make a really strong woman lead, and she did that really well, and the mm-hmm. acting's great. Uh, the, the lady that played the lead... What is her name? Danny Kind. Did a really great job as like a strong... Final girl. Yeah, I liked her. And she, yeah. I would love to see her in other like horror movies. I think that there's something there. She hadn't done a lot. She's a Canadian actress. Um, so you know, with those things there, it's like I think that this this the script is just not. I think it's arranged weird. I think that it's okay that the robots. It's not that I have a problem with that. I just feel like it just was revealed too soon that they were synthetics, and it just kind of makes the rest of the movie like, okay, let's see how where the kill count goes. Let's see how clever they could, what they yeah. can drum up with, with the kills. And so it never really gets on its feet because you get the big reveal early on and then you're just waiting to see how creative they can get with the kills, which if that's all they have to lean on, I even think that they kind of missed the mark on that. Like the lollipop down the throat, I know we'll talk about kills later. Mm-hmm. That was cool and some different things, but to me it just feels very hollow. And for a movie that when I initially watched it, I was like, oh, guys, we got to see this. I watched it again, and then I watched it with you guys. I was like, man, I like this film less and less and less. And movies shouldn't be that way, in my opinion, you know, unless it's been like years since you've seen it and you're just in a different place in your life. Right. I just feel like to me, this movie, there's something missing, and I can't quite put my finger on it. And I just think that maybe the way that they told the story was a tad out of order. If they would have laid the down the big reveal towards the end, and hey, look, it's Hanna Barbera. I love Hanna Barbera cartoons. I, I love the fact that they brought this old kind of obscure franchise back and put it in a horror film setting. I just think that an easy way out, honestly, is to make them robots. I think that that's easy. I think it would have been cooler had they either taken the idea that they're robots, saved it as a big reveal at the end, mm-hmm. or gone a different direction and like this. I don't know, a satanic cult is running this broadcast network. And it's, I don't know. It just feels like it's just kind of missing something. A and, forced and it, almost. And yeah, and like I'm thinking for other people that like horror films, if I'm talking about horror films, like, oh, dude, you got to check this one out. This would be near the bottom of the list. But like, watch this one. It's great. Because okay. it just, it just is kind of just okay for me. Okay. You know? Fair enough. You know? What about you guys? Because, you know, you, you guys watched it. Tell me, tell me what you guys think. Well, I mean, you know, again, I didn't know what I was getting into by watching it. Uh, I was surprised that you chose this one. Uh, I'd heard of the movie, but I didn't know I didn't know a single thing about it. So I was surprised when you chose it because I was like, oh, that's a horror movie? Because I, I just didn't know. So you know what's weird? It, real quick, too, the reason I did choose it is because initially I think we were going to do like a, like a top ten or top five, top six maybe of our favorite horror movies from 2019. Oh, yeah. When we talked about that, this movie was actually on that list for me. Uh-huh. And we didn't quite do that, so I was like, hey, you know what? I don't know where I'd put this one. It definitely is kind of what the fuck. 
So that's why I made the recommendation. Right. Well, and I'm glad you did because yeah. I didn't dislike the movie. Yeah. You know, after watching it, I thought maybe I should watch this again because it was it's a bit of a mind fuck watching it. Mm-hmm. But I did like it. I thought that the kills were good. I thought it was quite original uh, to take an old TV show like that, a, yeah. a kid's show, and turn it into a horror movie. Uh, so I did like that a lot. You know... To think about the things that I don't like about it. So Harley Williams is the kind of the main character. He's the kid mm-hmm. that loves the banana splits. Uh, and the, his parents take him to watch the show being filmed live uh, right. for his birthday. Right. And he's super excited about it. One thing I just did not understand is he seemed way too old to be liking a TV show like that and be that into it. I thought that was a little far-fetched. I yeah. mean, maybe, you know, hey, man, here we are, you know, grown men doing a podcast on horror movies, man. Like, what you, what you like, you like. So, totally understandable. In the defense of the movie, Harley Williams is a little too old. The dad is trying, or I guess the dad. Stepdad. Well, stepdad. no, it's actually, actually no, it's, it's, it's his father, right. Yeah, uh-huh. he's kind of trying to help him grow out of this phase. Right. The peer, uh, I guess his friend, the mother makes her go yeah. to, to be Zoe, nice. Zoe, little yeah. friend. Yeah, mm-hmm. she, so, uh, and she doesn't like it. So it, it leads me to believe that he's just a little immature for his age. Yeah, I, I mean, so. I get that. So, I mean, I don't know. It's the, the, the characters, I think the acting was fine. The dialogue was fine whatever uh the characters are not memorable by any means you know like when it, it had been what it's been at least a month month and a half since we watched this film together and i didn't remember everything about it i kind of had to go back and do some a little bit of research on everything right. get the names down think about the kills all that right. kind of stuff so you know i give it a thumbs up i do recommend somebody watch it it's it's not a bad movie by any means it's just not the best. It's my least favorite out of these three that we chose for this episode. Sure. But, uh, I oh, mean, easily mine, too. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, that's that's basically all I have to say about it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and, and that's just it, right? I mean, in, in, in it something that it's... You haven't watched it that long ago, and I'm not trying to make an argument that you should give it a thumbs down or anything like that, but it's like, wouldn't you think that, like, there would be a little bit more? And I just don't know what it is. It just feel like this movie's a rather hollow. I thought there's some great acting. Like I said, the guy that Steve Lund, the play of the... Uh, stepdad, great asshole. Especially if you've yeah. ever seen him on Shit's <laughs> Creek because he plays like this warm-hearted like veterinarian. So it's like he shows some good range there. And he's uh-huh. about the most well-known actor in this. They're all kind of unknown. And the guy that played the, I guess, the programmer, creator of the... Crazy Carl. Lyle New- Lionel Newton. He's got a long list of like movies he's done. I think he's from like South Africa. So he's oh, wow, done a lot okay. there. But I thought he was good, kind of, kind of crazy and creepy. Mm-hmm. But yeah, there's, there's like, some good stuff about it. Uh, you know, it is creepy just seeing these big mascot characters, like you know, Barney the dinosaur turns into a killer. You it's, know? it's kind it, of crazy. Yeah, yeah, it is. Uh, well, cool what do you concept. think, Eddie? What do you think? Well, I'm not going to play devil's advocate. I truly enjoyed the fuck out of this movie. I loved it, as a matter of fact, and I think there's some really good things that. Um, I, I guess that's just the kind of style of movie I like. Um, it doesn't... It's not a great movie. It's not something I'd recommend to a new horror fan. Mm. I would recommend it to a, you know, well-versed horror fan. Here, here's the deal. That's a good it, point. If I was watching this film, like, as kind of a pilot, and the producer and creators, like, wanted my opinion, I'd probably say, yeah, make it more simple. Make it more straight to the point. But in their defense, they might come back and say, well, why keep it simple when you could fucking go all the way? And to that, I say, good point. And, yeah. Um, 
why, why not just go fucking crazy, have a cult? And here's what I loved about it. They took a, a kind of a kid's show. I, I've never heard of the show before. Mm. And guess what? I cannot find a single person who is familiar with it. Any of you guys' parents uh, ever heard of this? No, I mean, it's, it's pretty, obs- pretty obscure. It is very obscure. I love that. They pick something very obscure. And one thing I love about horror is when they really do the characters well, which they did. We all agree. They did really well with the characters and the acting and really making you buy the characters. Yeah. Kind of. Mm-hmm. And they, here's what they did. They made you buy into it. They, if you could buy into the whole movie... You got other stuff on YouTube and all this other stuff to really buy into it and really just kind of become part of the movie because mm-hmm. it is a real thing. And I love it when movies make you do that. I know yeah. we'll discuss some in the future, uh, maybe even some found footage movies where, like, it doesn't work if you just watch it on its own. But if you can really buy into the whole product, to buy into the whole backstory, yeah. and kind of think, oh, these, uh, this. Show for kids. How can they possibly be evil? And then it is evil. Now, I was a little disappointed of... uh, Here's my only disappointment. I thought this movie is going to be a very, very big mindfuck. And it was very straightforward. Mm -hmm. Almost. Uh, Yeah. Almost uh, too straightforward. Other than the whole cult thing. It kind of goes off uh, in another direction a few times. But not not drastically. Yeah. And... um, that's yeah. what I was expecting. He was the mind fuck of a movie. Yeah. It is more straightforward. I've never seen Sausage yeah. Party, but that sounds like a mind fuck. And I was thinking that was kind of going to be along the lines. It's of like that. when you when you watch I don't know, Society for the first time or something. Like you're there like, you, go. you know what? It's coming. And when you see the shunt thing, you're like, yep, that's there it goes. It fucking took me there. And I kind of thought when I first saw this movie and read that it was supposed to be really good, I was like waiting for it to take me to that place. And maybe that's just it. Maybe from the get-go, I've always kind of felt like that's what's missing is it didn't go far enough down that route. Again, a thumbs down for me for those reasons, but not to say that I completely hate it because I don't. I mean, obviously I brought it to the table for a reason, not to just say like, hey, thumbs down. Um, Because when I did bring it to the table, I probably would have given it a thumbs up. It's just... Yeah, it's it's just weird how I changed my mind with it. But. Well, you analyzed it. I mean, you you did the research on it and found out things about it. Yeah, you, know, you kind of learned. I don't know if I like this one as much, but I did. I did care for it. I don't know if I'd watch it over and over again. I'd like to watch it a second time to kind of just revisit it sure. and things like that. But I don't know if I would really like, strongly recommend it to anybody. I, I, there's plenty I of movies. I would recommend I would, it to. I think you brought up a good point. Yeah, fans. That, for especially. People that are really into horror, they just give me anything. You know, they want the content. So it's like, fucking, here's this one. Right. You know, maybe it flew under the radar because this this kind of did for me. I mean, it premiered at San Diego Comic-Con in July 2019. It was a straight-to-DVD release in August of that same year. So, okay. and then it was real, like, here it is, there it is. We're, we screened it at, at uh, San Diego Comic-Con, and it's released on DVD like, a couple months later. Right. So I could see where it could definitely kind of fly under the radar. And it leaves a lot to the assumption. You read the plot. You don't really know what else. You see the cover. It's kind of like, what's going to happen here? I was hoping for the acid trip mind fuck. Yeah. And I didn't quite get it. Um, I think they just, you know what? You can maybe kind of realize. I just think they almost played it too safe. Yeah. yeah but that's okay sometimes. Yeah. I, you know, if I was to recommend this to somebody, I wouldn't, I would recommend it as a fun a fun slasher movie, yeah. sort of. Not, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I, yeah, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't recommend. Say, I wouldn't say anything about the robots. I wouldn't want to give that away. So yeah, I just give it like a slasher fl- flick. Yeah, I, I would say, hey, if you enjoy Chopping Mall and um, what was the other one, Maximum Overdrive, mm-hmm. and any of those man versus machine movies, 
this is where I would recommend it. Yeah. You know? Yep, yep. I, I, I certainly wouldn't recommend it as, oh, if you want a mindfuck of a movie, check out Banana Splits. I would never, I would never right, say that. Right, but right, right. I was personally expecting that. Lynn, do you have any, any fun facts about this one before There's we some move inter- on to the next? Interesting things. You know, it's Hanna-Barbera. It's a Hanna-Barbera property. So this is the first rated R, um, I guess, adaptation of anything Hanna-Barbera. I was really surprised that the, that company still let something go and be rated R. Um, rumor has it that the, this initially was a Five Night at Freddy's. I don't know if you guys are familiar with that video game. Video game, yeah. This was a script that they actually sort of input the banana splits into to make it work. Uh, it was initially supposed to be a Five Night at Freddy's movie. Okay. It didn't quite turn out. I think the real sort of, uh, sort of underlying, uh, I guess, star here is Eric Balza. He's the voice actor of all the splits. And this guy's got a laundry list of shit that he's done that's pretty impressive. Um, G.I. Joe Resolute, he was Storm Shadow, Destro, Tunnel Rat. He's done Looney Tunes, Lego Star Wars, Rick and Morty, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, but his, his biggest moment still hasn't happened. He's actually going to be the voice of Bugs Bunny, Daffy Dunk, uh, Daffy Dunk, Daffy Duck, Tweety, Pepe Le Pew, and Marvin the Martian, an upcoming Space Jam movie. So he's no about to... That's just Freudian slip that you said dunk. Oh, yeah, ex- absolutely. Space, <laughs> Space Jam. Space Jam. That's a new LeBron movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's cool. And right. um, a couple of other things. So the writers of this movie, kind of, it's interesting because um, Jed Elnoff and Scott Thomas. Now, Jed Elnoff is really known for children's television uh, vision. And so I think the reason they maybe got him for this because he does have a feel for what children's television look like. looks like. Now, Scott Thomas, um, he's a horror author. Uh, and he's written two horror mo- uh, novels. One's, one's called Kill Creek, and it's actually going to be made into a television series. And I'm really intrigued about this. And his two books, Violet, uh, I believe it's Violet, and Kill Creek, have received just phenomenal acclaim. It's won all sorts of awards. They only have been out a couple years, and they're already being adapted into screenplays mm. and television series. Uh, look up Kill Creek. Read the synopsis about it. It looks like it's going to be awesome. Really? And, I, and I'm really intrigued to read the book. So they do kind of come from slightly different backgrounds. Um, they actually are working together, again, on a Day of the Dead TV series coming out on Sci-Fi, which is still filming. They had to put it on delay, I guess, because of COVID. So it seems like none of them outside of Scott Thomas had a bunch of horror background with film. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've bo- both worked writing for television and film. Scott Thomas is the horror novelist, so it looks like this movie has actually allowed them to go down that route a bit more, and it sounds like that's kind of what they've always wanted to do. So I do think there's a lot of potential with these two. Maybe they can come out with some stuff down the road that's really going to be great. Okay. Um, the score is by a gentleman by the name of Patrick Stump. Does that ring a bell to anyone? Oh, oh yeah. Fallout Boy. Fallout Boy. Yeah. He did the score for this movie. Uh, oh, it, cool. Is it sad that we know that? I, I didn't know. I, I, I don't... I didn't know. I didn't know. I knew the band. I didn't know who that was. Hmm. But that's... No, you hear there, no. No judgments. Okay. No judgments. Hey, I good, enjoy Fallout Boy. Yeah. And so there's a few... There's actually a, a Leprechaun tie-in to this movie. What? Leprechaun Returns. Real quick. Opinion. Leprechaun Returns. That's the newest one. I actually liked it okay. okay. It, it was on Sci-Fi Channel. It was, it was okay. Yeah. So uh, the Foley artist, the special effects makeup artist, and the prosthetics um, special effects artist all worked on Leprechaun Returns together. Okay. Um, they really have a pretty sweet laundry list of films that they've worked on. The Foley artist, obviously the sound effects guy, he's done World Worlds, Watchmen, uh, Critters Attack, Venom, Leprechaun Returns. Um, Graham Chivers, his name is Michael uh, Broomberg. Graham Chivers, uh, 
He did a lot of the prosthetic works with a lollipop down the throat. He worked on Crimson Peak, Hobo with a Shotgun, uh, some of the Resident Evil movies, Leprechaun Returns, and Kayla Dobilis, special effects makeup artist on Hereditary Suicide Squad, Leprechaun Returns. So there we go. There's your Leprechaun. Love it. Yeah, a lot of them worked yeah, on Leprechaun awesome. Returns. So, you know, uh, that's really not a lot of other trivia here for this one. I mean, you know, it's it's... I don't know. I guess it's it's doesn't really have a lot there to be left to, for trivia outside of the fact that I mean I, I do think that Scott Thomas and that uh, that Jed Alanoff got I think they've got a decent future given what I've read about Scott Thomas's books cool. and where they're going. So yeah, I mean I, I'm excited about what comes in the future from these from these guys, but I don't know. This one just kind of fell a little flat for me. But that's okay. that's why we do this, right? Yeah. Favorite kill? Lollipop down the throat. Mm. Okay, mine was uh, Thad. When you get sawed in half. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. Mine was Flegel killing the hipsters. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. He, yeah. Breaks the phone. And, and that's another cool thing I thought about it, just right quick. I thought it was cool how they kind of made a reality of how people go crazy over, you know, just Old kind shit. of obscure shit yeah. like that, like Hello Kitty and um, right. Powerpuff Girls. And, yeah, uh, yeah. Believable. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Cool. Oh, one other thing. Uh, the cinematographer also worked on Leprechaun Return. Really? <laughs> yeah, he was a cinematographer for that, too. So nice. I just saw that. But that actually was a pretty good movie. It's the one I haven't seen. You should check it yeah, out. It's, yeah, it's, yeah. it's like almost like a direct sequel to the original. Sweet. Yeah. Okay. It's back at the original farmhouse in, in uh, North Dakota and everything. So, yeah, it's cool. Right on, dude. Yeah. Sweet. So, I mean, yeah. I mean, that's it. That's Banana Splits. I mean, though I don't like it, I still say watch it. Okay. Definitely. You know, definitely I mean, check it's, it out. It's that's where my stance is. Cool. You know. Awesome. Hey, should we return this video? Well, let's take it back and maybe uh, rent something else. Check yeah. it out. Uh, you know. Do the time warp again. <laughs> let's do the time warp again. <laughs> I'm just a sweet transvestite. Are you kidding me? Okay. Excuse me, Mr. Frank. Is that your name? Frank? Mr. Doctor. Uh, oh, my apologies. What do you have a PhD in, just out of curiosity? Sexuality. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I should have known that. Totally. Are you the boss? I am the boss. <laughs> the only boss. Well, I tell you, yeah. Mr. Uh, Frankenbeans, we're going to... It's re- not Mr. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm just a sweet... <laughs> Dr. Frankfurter, we are going to return this tape did you like the move, Al? Oh, well, yeah, we were mixed. Two out of three. Right, yeah. Two out of three. Hey, two out of three ain't bad. No, it's not. If you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't know what that means. I'm assuming that the odds are like two Do you want me to recommend th- another move, Please, out? please. Yeah. We're going to get bogged yeah. down. Perhaps another old Steve Reeves move, out. Not no. what we're looking for, but maybe something in the, in the realm of like, what the fuck? Mmm. 
but something I want to say kind of slippery, maybe. Yeah. Maybe buttery. Ooh. Yeah. Lubricated. Uh, that, yeah, well, you went there. That. Yeah, that was. I've got the perfect move out. The KY mm-hmm. Killer. Mm, don't have that one in stock. Damn it. Yeah, but yeah. I do have Still one. Still looking for it. That's similar. Oh, do tell. It's called the Greasy Strangler. Okay. Uh, All right. Yes, yes. It's a horror movie. It stars Michael St. Michaels. Mm. Oh, well, I'm sold already. Thumbs up. Let's shut her down. Thumbs up for me, just based on his name. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, you evil one. (laughs) Read the back of the box and see if it has what you think it has to offer for something. No, it's what this movie claims it. You know what? Frank and Beans, you're not part of this. Okay. okay. Just read read it and maybe read it. I don't know. Yeah. Hey, hey, I got... You know what? I got an idea. How about I read the back of the box? <laughs> and please, please. I'm just a sweet transvestite. This Los Angeles set tale follows Ronnie, a man who runs a disco walking tour, along with his browbeaten son, Breeden. When a sexy, alluring woman comes to take the tour, It begins a competition between father and son for her attention. It also signals the appearance of an oily, slimy, inhuman maniac, soon dubbed the Greasy Strangler, who stalks the streets at night and strangles the innocent. Beautiful. Yeah. Okay. That sounds it sounds pretty decent, dude. That that guy is weird, though. I'm not gonna lie to you. That fucking dude behind the counter, doctor, the P- uh, the PhD he, well, in, in sexuality. <laughs> well, what do you guys think about it? Thumbs up or thumbs down? You know what? Hooligan. Uh, for me, dude, major thumbs up. Major thumbs up. Hey. I I agree. Thumbs up. Thumbs Big up. time thumbs up. But when. I'm going to give it a thumbs down. Uh, I knew by the look on your face. I saw it coming. And it's another one of those sort of uh, half chub thumbs down. You know what I mean? thumbs. You know, it's like, you know, there's... Anyway, uh, we'll get into that, what what my feelings about it later. And again... Oh, no. Don't want to hear your feelings now. (laughs) You want to hear it now? Please Okay, so we'll just just go for it now. Um, First off, let's just get all the good things out of the way. Um, I had a blast watching this with you guys because you'd been talking about it um, for a bit, and you we actually like put a little pre. You're like, I'm going to show you the first 30 minutes of this movie, and before I even got a chance to watch it a while ago. And based on that first little snippet, I'm like, dude, I'm in. I can't wait. And I was yeah. like, but you guys are like, let's all watch it together sometime. And I was like, fuck yeah, I'm down for this, you know. And so I had a blast watching it with you guys. I did, and I watched it two more times after that. Right, thinking like. Cult classic for me, instant, instant classic, right in my wheelhouse, you know, weird and everything like that. Uh, so, yeah, there's that. Uh, it's shot beautifully, actually, probably more beautiful than it really should be. I mean, the cinematography is gorgeous. In this it movie. really is. Yeah. There's, there's some, some really, really, really pretty shots in this movie. Um, I do like that dynamic between, you know, Big Ronnie and uh, Braden, but only part of the time. I think it. You know, it, it doesn't always connect with me. And I think that the reason is, is because I feel, for me at least, I feel like this movie's constantly trying to remind me of how quirky and weird and, and, and off the beaten path it is. I think it, it, it tries really hard to keep tapping you on the shoulder and be like, hey, by the way, this is, I'm a weird movie. Hey, by the way, we're doing weird stuff. Hey, by the way, there's forced, forced um, awkward, 
you know, scenes with, with, with lines that keep getting repeated. And it like does that over and over again. And it's like, I don't mind that sort of thing. I, I mean, I typically love the weird shit. I mean, like Napoleon Dynamite, when that first came out, that awkward right. humor, like I'm all about. Which this movie reminds me a lot of, of Napoleon Dynamite. It it's reminds very me similar of the style. same sort of humor that, um, uh, there, there's a there's a website called Everything's Terrible, and they they, uh, they yeah. dumpster dive through old VHS tapes, and I'm talking instructional videos. If you bought a recliner, and you know they show the 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 worst acting you could possibly imagine, and it's like it, it it like reminds me of that, but it's just there's something about how it 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 just felt like some of the humor was was forced, and I think that that is the whole point. Is it supposed to feel forced, and it's supposed to feel unnatural, and they repeat a lot of the lines a lot. I just felt like it was just. Like, I don't know. Like, it just kept reminding me, like, hey, by the way, I'm a weird... Hey, by the way, this is quirky and weird. Hey, by the way, this is really out there. Hey, hey, hey. And it, it just, after a while, when I watched a couple more times, it just kind of got old for me. It just got it just got real annoying. Like, I felt insulted. It's like, yeah, I get it. You're a weird movie. Fucking fantastic. <laughs> it's like the ironic hipster that wears the ironic old beaten up tennis shoes with his ironic mustache riding his ironic unicycle to his ironic fucking film class. That kind of thing. Mm. Um, you know, I don't know. It's hard for me to explain because everything about this movie is like, I should love it and I should be right there with you guys. Um, I want to hear what you have to say and maybe by the end of it, you'll convince me to want to watch it again because as of right now, I'm kind of like, eh, I- I'm yeah. all right. You yeah. know, I'm all right. Um, but I don't know. The- I love the music. Fucking love the music. Oh, yeah. Love the cinematography. Um, my favorite scene is the, the scene at the end it, when, or one of the, towards the end, whenever they're on the beach and all of a sudden Braden has an Australian accent, <laughs> which is fucking great. <laughs> yeah. Um, so there's things to like, but I don't know. It just, it just insulted me a bit. Like, Hey, by the way, I'm weird. Hey, by the way, I'm quirky. Hey, by the way, uh, okay, cool. Yeah. You know, oh, I, I, I just, I don't know. I, I know people or I have known people that uh, are ironic in their way of life, like they do things just out of irony. And I feel like this movie was made like to be weird. Mm-hmm. And it goes too far to convince me that it's weird. It's like, okay, yeah, I get it. You know, calm down, <laughs> calm down a little bit. Calm your tits, calm your titties, <laughs> big old flappy jack titties. Flap them, flap them down, flap them down, man. Simmer down now. Roll them up into that bra. You know, fruit roll off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, so yeah, you know, I don't hate it, but it's just, I don't know. It's a shame because I really, really wanted, wanted to, to love it for you guys. And that's it. Yeah. Well, you know, you know, having listened and listened to that, uh, man, it's good. Be, it's been a good run. With you, uh, yeah. You so know? we'll see you. So we'll see you. You know, uh, hey, uh, you know what? Your then, services are no longer needed. Cool. Here. Cool. Yeah. Well, all your segments going to be edited out. Yeah. Then, that's you know right. what? I'm going to start my own podcast. It's called uh, 33.3 The Borer. And I'm going to feature <laughs> this movie. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. Not really, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, talk to me, guys. Like, I want to I hear from you because I know how much this movie really does mean to you. Right. All right, so dude, I'm gonna I'm gonna lay it on you. Okay, I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna hit you with some truth. All right, right now. I mean, dude. Okay, evil Eddie. This is like your Citizen Kane. I this think. is. You said this. Did you say this is the greatest movie you've ever seen? I mean, dude, it's 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 <laughs> fucking up there, man. I'm it's not gonna lie. Gotta be like top two. It's I've uh, okay. Let me give you a rundown, man. Okay. Because uh, is evil Eddie told me about this movie uh-huh. randomly and I'd never heard of it. And when he said Greasy Strangler, I'm like, what the fuck is that, dude? Mm-hmm. Like a, a strangler. Okay, maybe it's like a you know, one of those whodunit type movies, right. a, a detective type thing. I'm thinking right. Seven type or something, you know? Yeah. Um, 
And it is anything but that, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, they reveal who the Greasy Strangler is really early on. There's no, there's no hiding that. And I loved, I loved when the Greasy Strangler was on screen. It reminded me of like the Mummy or a Universal, the Creature from the Black Lagoon. It's the way gross, he goes dude. about the screen. I loved that. Yeah, it, it's Big Ronnie just covered in grease and like <laughs> oh, it becomes. It, he is like a monster. and He's got super strength. Yeah, and he strangles people yeah, to death. But yeah. dude, it, it's fucking crazy, man. And he um, is Big Ronnie. <laughs> oh, we'll, we'll every, get to that in, in a second. I'll talk about some of my likes uh-huh. of this movie. <laughs> <laughs> um, There's one real big like. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I mean, huge. I'm know? talking like foot and a half, maybe. Uh, it may be. <laughs> you know? But no, dude, like this movie, I, I like Napoleon Dynamite. I like that weird, awkward uh, humor that's mm-hmm. real dry. They do repeat a lot of the same lines over and over again. Yeah, and I, I, I liked it the first time I saw dude, it. Dude, I recommended this. <laughs> <laughs> I recommended this movie to another friend of mine who loves weird shit he calls me up the next day he's like dude i turned that stupid fucking movie off after 10 minutes i don't know what the hell that was yeah i don't think it warrants that no i, dude. It it I laughed off. my ass off the entire first time i watched it i mm-hmm. thought it was it was brilliant i really i know this is kind of stupid to say but this movie for me was kind of life-changing dude yeah it's one of those like I, that i've watched it so many times now right that i i just love it and, and so it makes sense for, for me weekend bernie's two was that film yeah it's just it's, it's a goofy so. one but you love it right i mean fuck <laughs> it man um, so no, th- I think that the characters are great in this. The, the, the dialogue is, uh, for me, is hilarious. Yeah, uh, it does look really good. The cinematography it's, is way better than it should it's be. Gorgeous, uh, but but um, yeah, I mean, I think that the, some of the kills in the movie are really funny in the way that they do them. Um, you know, <laughs> <laughs> it's just they're they are fucking out there, and we'll come to our favorite kills in a second. I'll explain my favorite one, but. Um, I think the amount of nudity in this movie is hilarious. Yeah. I mean, dude, yeah. Michael St. Michaels plays Big Ronnie, and dude, he's naked half the time, and he's an old man. Yeah. I mean, he's an old dude. He's and got he's got, a got this body like a melted candle. <laughs> <laughs> that is a fucking great way. With or without the grease. <laughs> exactly. Dude, exactly. The, the crazy thing to me is that he's wears Big Ronnie has this fucking like prosthetic dick dude. good lord and I mean this motherfucker is hanging and it looks and he, he even tells in the movie it looks like the oversized head of a rat yeah <laughs> dude, that's a great way to describe it it is nasty and being looking. a vet's equestrian yeah I've been all around a lot of horses and they would be jealous they would be thing. jelly yeah. they'd be yeah. jelly for like, jelly whoa buddy whoa, whoa. damn yeah. that's a big old cock that's a, that's a nice cock <laughs> so and then Big Braden's got this micro dick that it shows it in the movie oh too man God. I mean Oh, which would you rather be burdened with? Which, which dick would you rather be burdened with? We're going here. This, <laughs> is what we're doing. this is what we're doing in this episode, right? Yeah, here? we're, we're gonna yeah. go here. I would rather have the big nasty fucking Chuck E. Cheese dick or the little micro dick. Is that what, you're yeah. that, what an interesting question, Eddie. I didn't. <laughs> yeah, but I woke really up this glad morning, you asked. That I didn't when, think that that was going to be presented to me. You ever, you ever go through days like that where it's right. like I didn't. Th- I I could go the rest of my life and not think that I maybe asked that question. It's like the, would you rather be blind or shit out of your mouth? That's <laughs> very, very similar. So, I mean, what, which one, right? If you really want to get to know someone, you ask them this question. <laughs> Fucking blind date off Bumble or some shit. Yeah, just get to it. I'm talking, this is first date gold. Guys, ladies and gentlemen out there, if you're listening, uh, ask this on a first date, and that'll be the true testament of whether or not this is the person you're going to see again. Yeah, all right. You'd rather be blind or shit out of your mouth. Yeah. 
Wow, I can't believe we talked about this. I'm embarrassed. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah dude. Uh, so, yeah, and man. Big Muff. Yeah. Big Muff. Oh, big Muff, dude. Big Janet. <laughs> Janet's big. got a fucking hedge going, dude. Yeah, it's awesome. Big, oh, Lord. Uh, Gary Hunt. Yeah, <laughs> really big Gary Hunt. Wow, now. For, the, for those hardcore listeners, you know yeah. exactly what you we're talking about. You know what we're about. talking about. But, dude, there's, <laughs> for me, Hunt. there's not really anything I don't like about the movie. It, you know, a, after having watched it numerous times, it yeah. does kind of drag towards the end a little bit. I think they could have shortened it out a little bit, but I mean, I don't know, man. That's me being pretty nitpicky. I think sure. this one's close to perfect, and I completely understand why you give it a thumbs down or why somebody else would say, fuck that movie. It's the dumbest thing I've ever seen. However, I will say this. Uh, Evil Eddie recommended it to his uh, sister and brother-in-law. Both of them were like, that was dumb as fuck or whatever. They quote it. They quote it. They yeah. quote it. Oh, I, yeah. You can't I, help it, man. No. It, Once it, you've seen it, yeah, you, it's in, it's it's in your in there. blood. Yeah, dude. So my my boss, there. same thing, dude. He's like, I fucking hated that movie. Dude, we quote it all the time. Yep. I, I, so I was, I'm, I'm playing uh, Castlevania, Rondo of Blood, the Japanese-only release. I play it every Halloween, and there's a thing right at the end. There's a boss rush mode. I got I to gotta say this just because I hope this make, guys makes you feel better about it. Anyway, you fight uh, this giant vampire bat, then Medusa, then the mummy, then Frankenstein, then whatever. It's this whole thing, and it's fucking hard. And you know what I'm saying? Because it, this is the hardest part of the game. Yeah. Every fucking time. Bullshit artist. You know, when I get killed by the mummy because it's fucking bullshit, bullshit artist. artist. I'm quoting it, and here I am not even just like fond of that movie, but I'm quoting it. So it definitely sticks around like a bad part. <laughs> Yes, it does. <laughs> There's lots of those there, in the movie. There's lots of little tooties in little, there. Little toots yeah. in there. Yeah, dude. Okay, so Evil Eddie. Little Rudy tooties. Thumbs up, thumbs down. And I think I know what you're going to say on this one, but thumbs up, thumbs down. Oh, yeah. Of course I gave it a thumbs up. This is <laughs> yeah. one of the greatest My movies man. ever. <laughs> you guys. <laughs> greatest movies ever. Come oh, on. Oh, my God. It's Come so on. quotable. It does not get old. It is... The awkwardness is so amazing, and the actors, what they had to go through to perform these parts. Oh, yeah. my God. You almost feel really, sorry for them. They really put themselves <laughs> out there. Uh, yeah. They didn't know what they were getting themselves uh, into. Yeah, well, you know. No. Oh, brilliant. Brilliant plot line. Uh, God, you know, and my sister and brother-in-law, I recommended it to them. It was right up their alley. They're into, you know, that awkward humor. My sister got it. I don't. I wouldn't say she loved it, but she got it. My brother-in-law fucking hated it and won't stop quoting it. But I think that that is really, really interesting because love it or hate it, you will either be quoting it or thinking about it afterwards. Yeah. And for that, I would say as art, that's effective. Yeah, it, it it's it's great. It in is that, in that like yeah. banana splits. I don't really think about it. I don't know, mm, I can, you know, no, it didn't stick. Didn't with stick you around. Like but this one, I'm like, okay. Yeah. So <laughs> so yeah. So here's the theory that my sister came up with that uh, my brother-in-law and I got on board with and that we kind of, I guess, collectively collaborated on, and that is Big Brain is actually a schizophrenic, and this movie does have a little bit of meaning. It's about his struggles with his own mental illness, Mm -hmm. and I mean, think about it. There's uh, the recycledness of characters like, you know, his dad, uh, Big Ronnie, and he also doubles as the detective Jody, you mm-hmm. know, and it all, it all kind of has his dreamlike yeah. state. And because he's kind of simple-minded, they, there's not a whole lot of intelligence behind the story. And, um, you know, it really, really comes together at the very end when they're, you know, robots and it kind of goes off the deep end. But, I mean, that's uh, kind of what mm-hmm. I got. I love to hear the director's take on this. So basically, Whoa. Joker ripped this movie off. Yeah, it's like... The Joker ripped rip this movie off. 
probably. You know, I, wh- I, dude, Joaquin, bullshit artist. <laughs> <laughs> that, that you know, that's pretty astute. I mean, looking at it from that angle, you know, that that's something to think about, right? Yeah, I mean, it it may it may be deeper than what what it's I mean, led on to be, right? I mean, think about it. There's only like four characters in the movie. Yeah, yeah. There's only four characters, and uh, you never see anything else. The only other people you see are like the tourists and. Uh, what about and his the hot dog stand guy, dude? What about his the friend, the, the pig dude? Honker. Oinker. Oinker. Oinker, yeah. Oinker, dude. Yeah. yeah. So that guy's not real? You don't think that gets part of, like, in his mind? Like, yeah. I mean, yeah, okay. I could, I could see that. I could see where that you could come up to that, come to that conclusion. Yeah. yeah. And he has to say, I love this movie. I'll give you guys a little trivia. Grease used for the greasy strangler. Tapioca pudding. Gross. Yeah. Grody. <laughs> very, very. Okay, so listeners... If you're a big fan of tapioca pudding, please let us know. I don't know anyone yeah. that I, that is. I don't know. Oh, they do. That sounds guacala. Yeah, it looks like. Never mind. I'm not gonna say. <laughs> Did you guys know that the original cut of this movie was two hours and fifteen minutes? What's the runtime on it now? Because it felt like it was like two an hours. hour and a half. I think. Yeah, it was an hour and a half. Felt yeah. like two and a half hours. <laughs> no, it it really is a long movie. But uh, anyways, Elijah Wood produced it, and uh, Frodo. Yeah, <laughs> and you said earlier Michael St. Michael's, the guy who plays Big Ronnie, was a hairdresser for John Travolta. Yeah, so he d- really did live that disco scene, I would imagine. He, yeah. dude, which is awesome. Yeah. yeah, that's crazy, crazy Patrick Swayze. That's <laughs> crazy, crazy Patrick. <laughs> crazy, crazy St. Patrick's Day. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, favorite kills anybody? Uh, me, I love the the very first one. Where he's strangling, it's all happening really slow, and he's strangling it. Guys, like, ah, uh, you know, the verse kill. But <laughs> yeah, pep, Porto, Porto, Porto. Yeah, and it's like, ah, uh, it's like I'm dying, but it's it's actually happening, you know, because it's, it's like, just it's really a, happening. It's, yeah, it's a yeah. slow death. Yeah, I like, dude, it's so funny. So I'm gonna give a, a, just a little insight on that. What we're quoting here. So that he's at a vending machine trying to get a bag of chips. His buddy says, "What kind of chips did you end up getting?" And he's he's Indian, and he's trying to say potato mm-hmm. chips and he just keeps going porto porto and he yeah. keep the guy i mean this scene goes on for like two minutes straight of him going i'm sorry what porto what did you say porto i mean over and over and yeah, over again over i mean i i fucking cry laughing but you know i can see how people would think that's well then you come shit. to find out that those weren't even for him he's hooking up with some broad yeah in his room and she well, wanted supposedly the chips. all right any more yeah. trivia no, 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 that's it. Oh, 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 we're on the kills. We're on the kills. Yeah. Uh, so my favorite kill is uh, the hot dog stand guy when he's uh, he's in the bathroom and uh, you know sitting on the pot and yeah, uh, you know, yeah. comes up behind uh, him and strangles him. <laughs> that would suck. That would. Yeah, it would. And his eyes pop out. Yeah, his eyes pop out. <laughs> this movie uh, premiered at Sundance. And it and it ended up winning like a few like best comedy awards. Uh, let's see. Isn't that funny that it, it, comedy awards because this one is the like, British Independent Independent Film Awards for best comedy. So there you go. Wow, but it, it, it is like borderline not horror. I think the only horror elements is when he turns into the greasy strangler and kills people. But for the if that didn't exist in the movie, yeah, it would. It doesn't even really need that. Yeah, I mean, the well, movie if just, it didn't oh, have that, then geez. No, it needed that. Yeah, I, absolutely. I love that, but I mean, I don't know. It's it's more of a comedy than it is a horror movie. Sure. But I don't know. It's it's just a weird what the fuck movie. Yeah, yeah. it is. Well, it is. I, I'm going to go with Oinker's Death. I thought that was... Uh, oh, yeah. That one was... Yeah. Uh, <laughs> what, probably the biggest gross out. You know, you know. <laughs> in, in my notes, I, I definitely say that like there are... I mean, indeed, all three different kill scenes, but all are good. You know? Yeah, the movie, it's, it's something. It's yeah. something. 
Check it out, dude. Like, you definitely have to watch it. This out of all of these movies, you gotta watch as well. I don't know this last, you know, Rocky Horror coming up, man. You gotta see that. It's fucking. That's, <laughs> it is classic for the for the one of you out there that hasn't seen that. <laughs> yeah, if you haven't you seen know. that, get the fuck off our podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't be listening. Go tune into something else. Yeah. All right. You guys want to go back to the video store let's do it. and yeah. pick up another one? Let's do it. Do the time warp again? Again. Again. Oh, let's do, do the time warp again. again. Crotchless underwear They were trying to do the time warp again And the TV was on With Big Braid and Big Ron Ali Williams grabbed his banana and split And some harmless sarcasm Turned to an orgasm And the episode was quite the We're done with this tape. Yeah. Did you like the greasy string? Oh, fuck yes. Uh, Yeah. Allow me to introduce you to the greatest movie of all time. Well, Dr. Frank, you have recommended two excellent movies, IMO. In your opinion? No. You've done okay. Yeah. What? You must have a PhD in mediocre movies. Well, I'm going to now tell you about the most classic movie and the greatest thing you'll ever see in your entire lives. Do tell. It's called The Rocky Horror Picture Show. Oh, sweet. Is that with Sylvester Stallone? No. Oh. (laughs) It it stars me. Oh, wow. (laughs) 
Mm-hmm. Absolutely. All right. Well, I, uh, you know what? I'm excited. Well, here's the box. Read it. Love it. <laughs> All right, Eddie, tell us what this movie claims it has to offer. The Rocky Horror Picture Show is the ultimate movie experience. A mad mix of classic horror sci-fi, supercharged sensuality, and outrageous fantasy. It's a story of an ordinary couple and one unforgettable night at the castle of Dr. Frankenfurter, a mad scientist from Planet Transsexual. Brad and Janet have arrived on a special night, the night Dr. Furter's beautiful creature, Rocky, the Adnus humanoid created for the release of Frank's tension, was to be born. Action-packed romance, Transylvanian parties, gorgeous gals, thrills and chills, lots of laughs, and sex. 16 great songs including The Time War, Sweet Transvestite, and Whatever Happened to Saturday Night. Dream it in your living room. Be it in your cinema. The Rocky Horror Picture Show has made audience participation an institution. Use this video to practice all the wild spectator routines and dialogue so you can join the outrageous Rocky Horror phenomenon at the cinema near you. Mm-hmm. W-T. Mm-hmm. The fudge. Yeah. Uh, oh. This one sounds weird. Fudge. Cor- Cornelius Fudge. Yeah. <laughs> That's Harry Potter reference. <laughs> hey, hey, remember that one joke earlier that like literally no one got? <laughs> yeah. The one Eddie told? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuckers still don't get it, do you? We'll, we'll, we'll come back to that. <laughs> Will we? Yeah. No, let's definitely revisit one of the lowest moments this podcast has ever had. <laughs> Two out of I, three. I am going to get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Like a bad out of hell. I'm fucking oh, out of here. Oh, wow. Oh. Okay, so you're doing fucking inside, like, meatloaf jokes tonight because right. meatloaf's in Rocky Horror? Is that I think I'd probably on? rather, like, plug my headphones into a, a steaming plate of meatloaf. Actual li- meatloaf. Actual meatloaf than listen to anything that he's come out with musically. Yeah. I mean, because I would do anything. For love? No, for for but for you some, won't do that. Yeah, for some good meatloaf, <laughs> but I wouldn't. I wouldn't do that. Right. Now you got the jokes. God damn, no, dude. No. Hey, well, you know, dude, this is a really weird movie, man. Yeah, and it's uh, and it's a uh, it's like the the pinnacle of this episode. So, man. I saw this movie when I was a kid. My mom mm-hmm. told me it was great. I think I was like ten or eleven. And I can remember how into this movie I was. I've got the VHS, and I, I wore that tape out. I remember calling up uh, a CD store. You remember, like, back in the day, like, before you had the internet, you had to actually had to look in the phone book Did and it call many, many CD times. stores and shit and ask, you know, do you have this? You know, absolutely. Whatever. And I remember the guy on the phone thinking it was, like, really cool that a little kid was asking for the Rocky Horror Picture Show soundtrack. You know, that's what I was yep. looking for. So yep. it's a really cool movie. Um, anyway, so let's go around. Let's find out what's up. So Evil Eddie, thumbs up, thumbs down. Oh, thumbs way up. All right, badass yeah. Lynn Leatherface. Yeah, thumbs high, high in the air. For okay, so finally we got a fucking thumbs up. <laughs> this Shut the fuck up. <laughs> uh, yeah, I give it a thumbs up. Way up, man. This one's awesome, awesome, mm-hmm. awesome movie. So, Eddie, what are your likes and dislikes? Oh, what are my dislikes? None. There's no dislikes. This movie is uh, almost perfect. So I'll just start there. What do I like about this movie? Everything. I love how it takes place right here in Texas. Uh, in Denton. 
It, yeah. I mean, I'm Dude. assuming it doesn't lead you. Does it? Does it, it says it, they're going to Denton. Yeah. yeah. And it's and like, I don't know of any other big Denton. sign that it's got to be. Okay, yeah. here, we got to fucking debate this shit really quick, though, man. Okay. Is, it, is it Denton or Denton? I think it's Denton. 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 Seriously, like, what do you, how do you say it, man? I mean, Den- Denton. I say Denton. Denton. Because we're fucking from Texas, man. You say yeah. Denton or Denton? Denton. Denton, yeah. yeah. I, I know Texans that will, like, fucking argue that shit. They're like, it's Denton. Sure. Sure. And I'm like, what are or, you, are you from England or, or Denton? Yeah, or if you, you pull up, like, uh, you know, Google Maps or something in an app, and it's, like, always pronounces the streets really weird. Yeah. Denton. 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 Anyways, they're heading to Denton. It's got to, you know, it's fucking Texas. It's Denton, Texas. Yeah, we're, we're going with it, man. Yeah. Fuck it. Yeah. All right. What else? Anyways, uh, love the songs. All the songs are great. Um, the acting is stellar. I, I love everything about it, all the way up to uh, one of my favorite quotes. And I'm, I'm going to go ahead and read that quote. This is a really deep, very meaningful quote that uh, Richard O'Brien uh, wrote. And it says, And crawling on the planet's face, some insects called the human race, lost in time, lost in space, and meeting. And what a fucking awesome way to kind of, I guess it's so many words, mm-hmm. or so few words, summarize everything you just watched. And actually, this was kind of my introduction to Rebellion. I, I remember when I saw it, and it was a what-the-fuck experience. I wasn't expecting a musical. I wasn't expecting... Okay, a little backstory. I come from Catholic school. I went to Catholic school my whole life, and when you start seeing people dressed in drag, and it's... It, you know, that shocked the fuck out of me. So, needless to say, I watched it. I loved it. Next thing you know, I'm telling people about it, and everyone's like, that is the worst movie ever made. I, I don't think I had met anybody that actually liked this movie until uh, much later, probably till I got to college. And at that point, I realized I like what I like, and fuck everybody else if they don't like it. And, hey, it might make me a little strange. It might make me a little eccentric, but... That's uh, what I'm sticking to. I love that, man, and I love that it. I love that it has a, a dear place. Like I think in all of the, all, all of our us, hearts, yeah, right? Absolutely. And I think it's it's got all the feels. Uh, and I think for me, it's just you know, it's right there, right right there with you, man. Mm-hmm. I'm seeing it eye to eye because I do feel like you can get into this movie at a young age and have fun with it and appreciate it, but not really know what all is there because you're, you're young and you, you take it for what it is. And the older you get, you begin to appreciate the movie a bit differently and what it symbolizes. Yeah. Um, I think that this movie does a great way of kind of bringing those people like us that are kind of on the tertiary of society, um, that like weirder things that live horror, that kind of stand for something different. I think it was bold to have a transvestite be a character during this time I think yeah. that there's things that this movie does that actually truly like symbolize what art is really good for and and memorable for because it, you 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 know I've owned the VHS, I've owned the DVD, now the Blu-ray, the vinyl, the cassette tape, the CD. I've got a Frankenfurt. I mean it's this movie just is, is a big warm fuzzy for me and I just give it a you know what I mean? I I could watch it um once a month. And, yeah. and yeah. be in love with it all over again. And the acting is phenomenal. And let's just start at the top, man. I mean, much like Robert Shaw is to Jaws for me, Tim Curry is certainly that 
in this movie. Well, he absolutely makes this movie. He's just phenomenal. And, you know, I've read in interviews that, like, I think during the the stage production, because this was a musical before it became, I mean, you know, stage musical before it was adapted into the screenplay, you know, he kind of approached Frankenfurter with, like, a German accent. I think there's actually some... He was on. He was on a bus, and he overheard two older British ladies speaking uh, like the Queen's English, and then, right? And, and then, then, then there's the evolution uh, evolution of that. Yeah. You know? So he thought that was funny to to kind of bring this that right. that sophistication to right. the character, and, and it evolved to what you, you know. Yeah, what it is. yeah. And and I think that um, the tattoo on his arm just sums it up. He's the fucking boss, dude. Yeah, dude. I mean, he he fucking just owns it, and the level of commitment that he's brought to this character is just, it, it's all summed up at the very end of the movie. When you see his, his his eyes full of makeup and tears and just sells it. And it's yeah. a, it's a fucking touching moment considering how wacky this movie is and how much you laugh and you get fucking Brad majors who, by the way, I think is underrated and all the, the acting in this movie. Yes. I think yeah. that's one of the guy a lot of people don't talk about. Or maybe they do. He no, could be know. one of the most likable guys in how could you not in cinema history? And and dude, it's like, it, yeah. And the scene with with him and Frank and I mean that is hilarious. When he goes to Janet's room and then he goes to Brad's room and it's like he's saying the exact same things and he wins him over. Hell, I can't say in the right circumstances. I'm like here for it, Frank. Let's let's do it. <laughs> right? You yeah. got me. I'm in. Um, and I and I just I just think that there there is. There's a lot that's beneath the surface of this movie that that kind of has uh, things that I, I think at the time a lot of people weren't really talking about, and I think it's it's bold, um, and it's and it's creepy, and it's an homage to to classic horror, and um, in and, and it's a musical which I love, so it's just got so much to love, and you know for a horror movie, you got the the one axe murder, um, and then yeah, and then you know Frank dies at the end. Uh, there's not a lot else as far as kills, but it fucking horrors in the name of the fucking movie. It's a horror movie. It's, it's a, a horror, horror movie. movie musical. Yeah. And there, there won't be another movie like this, nor could they ever. And I think that they have done like a, a live TV thing oh, that dude. they did. Uh, and I, and I've yeah. seen uh, a stage uh, play, you know, they, they took it and sort of dumbed it down. It was part musical, part play. Okay. Um, and it was okay. Actually, the guy that played Frankenfurter in that particular production I saw was actually really, really good. Um, but I just don't think you'll ever be able to to make this movie and have it capture the audience and do what it do ever again. It is literally impossible. It's to do impossible. That. There's yeah. no way that could happen. And, and you know, uh, that's where I stand with it, man. It's um, it's like a, a, a good friend that you is know is always there for you that you haven't seen in a while. If you haven't seen it in a bit. And you can always go back to and feel right at home. Like when I hear yeah. Time Warp, I just I'm taken back to a kid. It's got all the feels, all the nostalgic. And I think you you alluded to earlier that mm-hmm. us as horror fans and and listeners, please, we want to hear from you. We are nostalgic, mm-hmm. very much so as horror fans. I think most horror fans are, and this is right in that wheelhouse. So yeah. perfect. It's it's a perfect movie for me. You know, the, the ones that we've talked about thus far: Halloween '78, Jaws, and this one. It's about as perfect as you can get of any of the ones that we've talked about. And The Shining. Yeah. You know? Isn't that funny that all of those are from the 70s, except for The Shining, which is from 80? 80. Yeah. So, which was filmed in the 70s. Which was filmed in yeah, the 70s. Yeah, so, I mean, so isn't, that funny, isn't that funny? They were doing yeah. it right back then. You know, movies that are 40-plus years old yeah. are the ones that, that stick with us still. It's, they, it's, were, they were made before we were born, you know? Yeah. 
that's 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 saying something. Yeah, so it is. longevity of that is insane. It's crazy. You know, I think that this movie is one of my favorite movies. Mm-hmm. Um, and like we just talked about, Tim Curry makes this movie on fucking not to to say that anyone else in this movie isn't fantastic. Susan Sarandon, Sarandon, Barry Boswick, everybody that's in it does a fantastic job. Mm-hmm. Um, but he is the 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 centerpiece of it, you know, that, that it really makes right. it the most memorable, his songs and, and just the way he, his, how charismatic he does it. Um, you know, this movie was written by Richard O'Brien during a time when he was not getting a lot of work in the 70s. And this is a... He was a, an actor, right? He was an actor. Uh, and this is a person that... Uh, was struggling with um, with being able to express his sexuality. Absolutely, you know. And so this was kind of a a um, passion piece for him to write. He had a love for sci fi, mm-hmm. you know, and and for you know the B horror flicks of back, you know, in the in the right. the fifties and sixties, all that kind of stuff. Um, so this was something that meant something to him, especially and, and then the fact that glam rock was huge then. You know, That's David right. Bowie was huge, That's and right. and all those sorts of things. So you know, the, the lines gl- are blurred. The lines are blurred, and you know, when you watch it, it's about a group of people who are misunderstood. Absolutely. You know, uh, Doctor Frankenfurter is trying to build this this companion creature because he can't find another companion. You know, mm-hmm. he, he, I'm going to build the perfect one for that's me. Right. You know, that, that's kind of the Frankenstein uh, aspect of it. You know, yeah. he, he's like the doctor and he creates this creature. Mm-hmm. And anyways, I mean, I, I think that the, the way that they convey the movie to be like a, a group of misfits, misunderstood people, and, uh, and then Brad and Janet come in, obviously not knowing what the fuck they're looking at and scared <laughs> and all that, all the way to the point where they're dancing with them in the end. Dude, in the end, they, they're, they're wearing drag. They're wearing and drag. And, and, I, and yeah, that's, that's it, man. That's what it's all about. When, when people see this movie, they can relate to it. It's like, I'm a bit different, I'm a bit weird, but you know what? Yeah. So are these people. But look, they've, they've found this community, you know? And it, it, that says a lot when, when art can do that. When it does, yeah, and exactly. And like you said, there's a nostalgic feel, or, you know, the nostalgia for this because, like, I think we all watched it as, as young kids. Uh-huh. And just like Eddie said earlier, you know, this introduced him into something that he had never seen. It introduced us all to something we had never seen, right. but it's very uh, unfamiliar territory for sure. me. And I think watching that and seeing the comfortability of that on screen and knowing that that movie was this cult classic already by that time, right. um, that it, it helped me to to introduce what my sexuality was, you know, and all that kind of stuff, right. basically, and, and letting you know, okay, you know, it, it, it kind of kind of helped you to grow up. Is what it I'm does. Saying. It, it does. helps you to go. Okay, this is this is what sexuality is. This is what I know that that I'm going to have and we're going to be and those sorts of things. And it just you mature watching something like you, that. You kind of do. Yeah. You know, yeah. I don't know if that makes sense or it you know, totally does. It, it, but it's just that that's what it is for me. In I think a way. it preaches acceptance in exactly. a way. Exactly. And, and I think yeah. that, I think that's something that really again when it came out. Um, I think that you probably had to, especially now, you know, these days, the, you, I mean, it's a lot different. You had to hide a lot of those things. Absolutely. This is 1975 we're talking about. Right. Okay. So things were not, that, that was not accepted. This movie was a flop in the, oh, yeah, in the yeah, theaters. It, really, yeah. it did not get any type of cult status until later. And especially when they started doing the live reenactments, you know, where, where you go and, and everybody, the audience uh, participates and all this. Well, we like haven't that. even touched on that. We yeah. haven't touched it. That's a huge fucking thing. Yeah. Unfortunately, I have never been to one. Me man. I, and I'd love to. Eddie, I, you've been to one, right? No, I no? saw the play. Oh, you saw the play. That's right. Yeah. Guys, in the in the new, new times when this fucking yeah. pandemic thing is over, we got to do that. So you know what yeah. irritates me is I work yeah. with a guy, uh, Gus, if you're listening, love you, buddy. We'll have him on sometime. Cool dude. 
uh, his his wife and he they, they anyway they invited uh, my wife and I to go mm-hmm. to a midnight showing of this and you know this is kind of right before things started shutting down and for whatever reason or not got off work on a Saturday it's like ah man we're gonna have to pass I'm just beat and yeah here we are now yeah fucking wish you would have gone yeah. yeah and and for all the many years in the past someone said hey you know come check same this out. dude I just I, I don't yeah. know why I never went I don't either but don't either. Uh, but it's such a such I, a honestly great it's hard to find people who are like into that it movie yeah. yeah. Which is which is sad, man. Like, and it's kind of hard to believe because it is such a fucking great one. It's yeah. so great. I've watched it so many times, mm-hmm. man. But I don't know. You know, there's not a whole lot that I can find bad with this movie. You know, it it, it starts off so strong that it's hard to maintain that through the movie. So it gets a little a little slow later on. You yeah, know, but it, it, but really, it's yeah. not that it's bad. It's just they start with a bang, dude. It, they you, start with a bang, right? So and you can't. It it kind of it's hard to say. It, it, I hate to say that it goes downhill from there. It doesn't go downhill. It just it gets slow. The energy in comparison. sort of shifts yeah, a little bit. Exactly, which but, is which is odd. But, Typically, a movie kind of ramps up towards the end. This one does the opposite, and which it I think ends is really interesting. And, and, and sad. You know, yeah. it's the sad. house is, is kind of just it's like a rocket ship, and right. it fucking goes out into right. space, and it's it's over. I don't know. Like, there's a sadness behind it. Yeah, there is. but um, but it's awesome, man. Uh, you know, I, don't, I, I really can't say anything bad about it. Uh, th- as far as, like, kills go or anything like that, there's really only one kill. It's when Frankenfurter kills Meatloaf <laughs> with an axe. An axe. He's fucking badass Yeah, kill. that's great. And then he tries to feed it to the guests. That's yeah, right. He does. That's right. Yeah. I, I think, you know, for me, the only thing that I may say, if we're going to get nitpicky, I guess this is what we do here. Mm-hmm. Right? On 66.6 The Horror, we don't just talk about movies. We obsess and stress about it. I'm stressing in my mind. The only thing that, for me... Is Nell is a bit annoying. Uh, I like her. She's a little annoying to me, but I I think that that's okay that she's annoying because I I think that she needs to be, right? I think that's the purpose. That's the purpose. I mean, if I had a nitpick, they would say, like, I guess that's it, but that's splitting atoms, bro. Yeah. Yeah, bruh. But, oh, man, I I, I think like her great. I I, I actually enjoyed her quite a bit. Fuck. Get the fuck out of here, dude. (laughs) You out of your fucking mind. Hey, two out of three ain't bad. (laughs) <laughs> that's funny that joke. was that inside joke that yeah. no one got <laughs> two out of three so that's a meatloaf song right yeah, yeah. isn't that right I, yeah. fuck if I know dude and meatloaf right so yeah. what was he doing prior to this do we do we want to do say some do we have interesting trivia about this movie do yeah. you want to get into that I, yeah I've got some stuff I don't know anything about meatloaf I think he was already a star I, by the time right no, no no he was not even close to a star really he got his uh, uh, actually um, I don't know if you have this in your notes for the trivia these guys were not stars. No. These guys were performing this on... Uh, right. On Broadway. Right. On English Well, Broadway. yeah, English Broadway, yeah. yeah it was and, a small production. And so uh, Tim Curry was doing this. He wasn't starring in no, no. big-time roles. Neither was Barry Bostwick, uh, Susan Sarandon, or um, Meatloaf, for that matter. Right. Uh, and uh, I don't know if you have this either, but do you know who... Um, when this was being adapted to film, do you know who wanted to play... I know. Frankenberger? Yeah. Mick Jagger. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Uh, that, can you imagine Mick Jagger? I think he would have played a, a fantastic, oh my God, he's doing the Mick Jagger. I, dude, he would have been a great Frankenberger, but fucking Tim Curry, nah, man, you can't man. beat that shit. No. Also, they wanted the original uh, actors uh, that played Brad and Janet from the from the play to be in the movie, but mm-hmm. because it was an a, a American production, the 
production company, I think, which is Warner Brothers, I believe, or 20th Century Fox, they wanted American actors, so they got right. Susan Sarandon and Barry Boswell, which, again, you can't replace those no, people you can't. now. Like, not, not, not now. I don't know who was doing it before, but I can just say Barry Boswick is so great. Yeah. Yeah. So, and so uh, Susan Sarandon. Yeah. yeah. Another thing, too, like we, we mentioned in the beginning, Patricia Quinn does the uh, the lips for the song, mm-hmm. the double feature science. Uh, double. How iconic is that? Yeah, which is great. But in the play, she's the one who sings it. Okay. So she was really upset she didn't get to sing it for the movie, uh, but it still is her lips on there. Got and I found out how Danny they... Zuko moment. Yeah, right. right? Dan... Danny Zuko. <laughs> hey, hey, because he was kid... John Travolta was Kid Nicky in the in the in, in the, the play in the play. That's right. And then the guy that played Kid Nicky was Danny Zuko. And then here it is. It's being adapted to the film. They're like, now we're going to flip it. I bet they were pissed. I mean, well, I at know. least the guy that plays Kanicki. Well, know. I think, but I think that the the screen or the screenplay was changed a bit. I think the play itself was actually more focused around Kanicki. Why are we talking about Grease? I don't know. <laughs> it, it is I the hate word. Grease. I fucking hate that. Movie. Okay. Yeah, I hate Greasy Strangler too. Right on. <laughs> punch it. You fucks. fucking punch it. <laughs> <laughs> fucking punch I will it not right fist now. you, <laughs> sir. You, what? I, I'm sorry. He put his fist up there. <laughs> no, 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 no. You said you just said something else. <laughs> Put your fist in, in my butt. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. Yeah. All right. So let's see. Uh, what do we got here? Jim Sharman was the director. He also directed the sequel, Shock Treatment, which I have never seen. I've heard it sucks. Oh, no. It's not good. I've heard it's pretty yeah. terrible. I, I don't know. But, you know. Uh, the Broadway came out in 73, movie in 75. Um, let's see. We already talked about the fact that Tim Curry originally used a German accent, uh, but he changed that up. Uh, Susan Sarandon was sick during filming. She was very, very sick. They were. Oh, she had pneumonia, right? Yeah, dude. She was super sick. She was also dating Barry Boswick at the time. Oh, there we go. Kind of cool. Failure and box office got big later. We talked about that. Um, the cinematographer was Peter Sashitsky. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I hope Naga, I said that right. Sorry. Naga, Sorry. Not going to work here anymore. That's <laughs> right, Pete. Uh, but he also did uh, Empire Strikes Back, and he did Mars Attack. So, oh, Mars Attacks is a good one. I love. It. You know what? I watched that uh, a couple weeks ago, and uh, I don't know if it holds up as well. Really, I yeah. haven't seen it in forever. Okay. Yeah. Well, anyways, uh, there was a deleted song that Brad sings called "Once in a While," and you can. I think there's. Uh, it's actually on the soundtrack, so you can listen to it. You could actually watch the original clip on YouTube. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, it being sing. Yeah, but apparently it was like uh, different energy, real uh, oh, kind of sad. Yeah, somber. Somber. We're going to get real somber yeah. around here. But really uh, he sings it when uh, Frank at, gets at, into his bed. Yeah, after he fucks Frank, yeah. you know. You remember that Marilyn fuck Manson Frankie. song? Fuck Frankie. Yeah, dude. <laughs> oh, fuck Frankie. Yeah, dude, that song's awesome. Um, that's all I got for trivia, uh, but dudes. This episode, I got to motherfucking say... I've been looking forward to this one for a long time. When we yeah. started this thing and we came up with categories of like, what are right. we going to do? We were, I don't know when we came up with a, well, let's come up with a, what the fuck, a WT fuck episode. Right. And we were like, okay, well, what are we going to go for that? The first one I said was Rocky Horror. That's a what yeah. the fuck movie. And then uh, as soon as Evil Eddie recommended Greasy Strangler, I was like, dude, we should do that one yeah. in this episode. Then we mentioned to you, Lynn Leatherface, hey, we're going to do this, what the fuck? You brought Banana Splits to the show. I don't know, dude. This was. In, in my opinion, I am O. This is my favorite episode so far. You know, I think I think that what I what I've got from this is that it made me start to think of other movies that could fit into this realm, and I do oh, believe yeah. that there are more. So I, I'd like to revisit this topic, yeah. uh, you know, and do another, you know, WTF part two, and you know, maybe have it kind of be in a continual series. So, but uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, love it. 
Love it. All right, does that uh, do it for us? I think so. I think so. Well, then tell us something. Do you agree or disagree with us? Did we miss something? Is there something horror-related that you'd like to hear us cover? Grab the Medusa, Transducer. Throw open the switches on the Sonic Oscillator. Step up the reactor power input. Three more points! Make sure and let us know. Like and subscribe on social media to keep up with us between episodes. We look forward to hearing from you. So listen up! And remember... Stay scary! Thank you.